Liz Merrill, what's the largest crowd that has ever watched a women's sporting event in the U.S.? Well, the current record for a women's sporting event in the United States was 90,185 fans who watched the U.S. women's soccer team beat China in the 99 World Cup at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. Great crowd today. A record crowd for not just women's soccer, but a women's sporting event. And as some might remember, it's the Brandy Chastain sports bra moment. Chastain will take it. Speaking of that sports bra moment, I think the entire world watched that. So across the world, what is the record for the largest crowd that has watched a women's sporting event? That record is held by a UEFA Women's Champion League match in Barcelona. It's 91,553 fans, and it happened in March 2022. Yeah, so that was just last year. So with that in context, what is going on in Lincoln, Nebraska tonight, and why is it so significant? The Nebraska Cornhuskers quite possibly could set a record. They're going to their football stadium. They are putting a stage on the football field and they're playing a volleyball match. They're playing the University of Nebraska at Omaha tonight at Memorial Stadium and more than 91,000 fans are expected. It would also break, I believe, a stadium record for the football team. Liz, Cornhuskers football has a long and storied tradition. Memorial Stadium is the home of Nebraska football, the field that legendary coach Tom Osborne built. And you're telling me that the most attended event there could be a volleyball game. So I'm guessing most people across the U.S. listening right now probably have no idea this is happening. And when they find out, they're going to say, really? Volleyball? So what would you say to those people? Volleyball in Nebraska is a huge deal. It's such a big deal that Nebraska canceled classes for the day. And they even gave the okay to sell beer at the event. And they don't even sell beer at football games, which would probably generate a ton of money. Seven months of planning every day have gone into this. There's been staging meetings among the police, fire, rescue, traffic, concessions, the band, marketing. The athletic director, Trev Alberts, was a football player, played in the NFL. He told me last week that he didn't know how to properly define how big of a deal this was. And he said, unless the football team is 4-0 heading into the Michigan game, in week five, which is at Memorial Stadium, he's not sure anything is bigger than that would be. I think for a lot of people in Nebraska, they just want to be part of something historic. This is a state that hasn't had a lot to cheer about. The football team, if you're of a certain age in Nebraska, there's, uh, a, there's generations that remember Nebraska being the best of dominating, of, you know, winning games by 70 points. So they're so used to that dominance. And for the last 10 years, especially, all their records, except for the sellout streak for football, are gone. So the success that people uh, grew up with, 
that was ingrained in the culture and the fabric of Nebraska, that's all gone. So it's been kind of a sad time on the plains. And you've got this group of young women who are dominating. And you've got a program that people take very seriously. And it's really been the North Star for Nebraska sports fans. It's the only thing they've had to cheer about. For generations, Nebraskans have boasted that on football Saturdays, Memorial Stadium becomes the third largest city in the state. On Wednesday, the place will become Volleyball City. More than 91,000 people are expected to watch the Cornhuskers in what could be the largest crowd ever to watch a women's sporting event. Not just in Nebraska, in the world. So today, Nebraska native Liz Merrill explains how women's volleyball became the main event out on the Great Plains and what it says about the future of women's sports. I'm Emily Kaplan. It's Wednesday, August 30th. This is ESPN Daily. Delicious meat nutritious. In the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Trust me, I've been eating them like there's no tomorrow all week. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with your family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you, like me, are on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries, whatever it may be. Well, the good news is not only are Wonderful Pistachios a complete protein providing all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snack game today. Visit WonderfulPistachios.com to learn more. So Liz, you're extremely well-positioned and uniquely qualified to tell this story. Nebraska volleyball was part of your journey. Explain the connection. I covered Nebraska volleyball, I think in 1999, in the early 2000s for the Omaha World Herald. I was still covering football, but I was going to be a full-time football beat writer, which back in that day, when newspapers were, the business was robust, I mean, we had like three Husker football writers that just worked for the paper. And so I was going into one of those positions where I was just going to cover football. And so uh, I wasn't going to cover volleyball anymore. What was that transition? Like, what did the volleyball people think when you said, I'm going to go over to football? Well, I ran into John Cook, the Nebraska coach, one day and told him, hey, I'm going to be covering Nebraska football full time and that I wouldn't be covering his team anymore. And he sort of gave me this blank stare and he said, is that a demotion? <laughs> I, I still, to this day, I'm not sure if he was kidding or not. I think he was serious. So when you were covering this volleyball team in the late 90s and early 2000s, how was volleyball viewed both in Nebraska and across the country at the time? Nebraska is seen as sort of the standard as far as fan engagement, as far as quality on the court, 
and you've got little girls who, who grow up dreaming of playing volleyball. But when you think about like fan engagement and the crowds and stuff, they own eight of nine current attendance records. So that kind of tells you that people take it kind of seriously in Nebraska. No, it's certainly synonymous with the state. And to get to this point, to have this massive event, the impetus actually begins in Madison, Wisconsin, which is another volleyball hotbed, some 500 miles away last September. So Liz, take me there. What was going on? Last September, the Wisconsin volleyball team decided to take a match over to the Kohl Center, which is a bigger arena, and they packed it, and they drew 16,833. That was significant because it broke Nebraska's attendance record for a regular season match. Those are the collective voices of a new NCAA regular season attendance record, 16,833 strong here in the Kohl Center. And records are really important in Nebraska, and the volleyball team has a lot of them. They have a sellout streak of 306 consecutive matches. They've won five national championships since the 70s. And then they're in this position where one of their records gets broken. And again, this is a state that needs something to cheer about. And so fans start flooding John Cook's mailbox saying, we want our record back. So fans start bugging John Cook, the coach of the women's volleyball team, that they want to win this record back. How does he respond? John Cook doesn't really do anything until the season's over because he's focused on that. But John Cook was uh, in conversations with Trev Albert saying, hey, how can we get this record back? And so, you know, at first they think they can go to Pinnacle Bank Arena. It's where the basketball team plays. But it's not big enough to break that record. And I think they wanted something sustainable too. Like in Omaha, they have an arena that that is the home of the Creighton Blue Jays, which obviously they draw huge crowds, but it's only, you know, 17 plus. And I think they wanted something that was going to stick for a while. So Alberts told Cook, I've got an idea. Let's go to Memorial Stadium. So Nebraska has one of their cherished records broken by one of their biggest rivals, Wisconsin, no less. So they decide they're going to go big to get their revenge. Their athletic director, Trev Albert, suggests going to Memorial Stadium, home of the Nebraska football team. But how did the volleyball coach, John Cook, react to this idea? Well, Cook's first reaction is like, there is no way we're going to fill this thing. I mean, he was thinking, what if we only get 10,000? And I think most volleyball coaches throughout the country would love a 10,000 people in their stands. So that was Cook's big thing. He was really worried. Uh, He didn't, you know, it'd be kind of embarrassing to to have like this big event in in a stadium that was like one-seventh full. So Cook says to Trav Alberts, "Uh, we can do it, but let's get a musical act in there for a concert because then maybe people will go to the concert. So the tickets go on sale this spring and they have a pre-sale event, just like you would for a concert. And within three days, they've sold more than 82,000 tickets. And those 82,900 seats 
were sold before any concert act was announced. They hadn't even finalized that. So they did sell out the stadium and they didn't need any help. Now, Liz, like, volleyball has a long history in the U.S. It was invented here in 1895. Many areas of the country is one of the first varsity sports offered to women in high schools. The governing body, as you said, has reported steady growth. But it still seems surreal that a volleyball program could generate enough excitement to justify holding a match at a sold-out football stadium. So besides just general interest in the sport in Nebraska, how did they do it? It started a long time ago. It started in the 70s. You had a guy named Terry Pettit, who was the head coach, and he was kind of a visionary. Most coaches would never hold a volleyball match on the same day that football plays, but Terry Pettit did. What he wanted to do is he would try to lure people who were walking away from the stadium into the Coliseum to watch them play. He put signs in the bathrooms to try to get them over there. And people started coming, and the Coliseum was like this really intimate gathering. It had 4,000 people in the stands, but it was almost like you were on top of the action. And when it got loud there, it was very rattling for the opponents and, and really electric for just the fans who were there. And so he he did a lot to promote the sport. The other thing he did was he... He was like, I'm going to answer the phone. If any coach calls me, high school, if it's from the smallest school in Nebraska, there are places in Nebraska, some little towns that maybe have 10 kids who are in one class or can play. Maybe you've got six kids, you can play volleyball. Well, Terry Pettit would go to these towns and run clinics because you never know where that next future star is. And sure enough, in they call it Hupper, Nebraska, but it's spelled Hooper. After Terry Pettit left, there was a diamond in the rough, a kid named Jordan Larson. And the kill for Jordan Larson, the sophomore from Hupper, Nebraska, population of about 800. There are several small-town Nebraska natives in the starting lineup for the Huskers. Jordan Larson would go on not to only lead the Cornhuskers to a national championship. She went to the Olympics and led the U.S. women's national team to a gold medal, their first ever. And she won the MVP. And the only way that happens probably is if there is a coach who has this vision that he's going to produce this great product on the, on the court. Instead of these little girls growing up to play basketball, they're going to want to play volleyball. Nebraska, because in part they had all this revenue from a football team that was winning national championships, they were able to be more progressive and pump a lot of money into their women's programs. But again, you had a coach who had this uh, vision to sort of make Nebraska a volleyball state. Right, and Terry Pettit is basically considered the godfather of Nebraska volleyball. As you mentioned, he seems really critical in bringing this program to become a powerhouse, but he's not going to stay forever. How are they able to sustain this? Toward the late 90s, Terry Pettit, he's in his early 50s, but he can tell his body is slowing down. He's not going to be able to do this forever. And so he's thinking, I can't leave this program into the hands of just anybody. So John Cook is out in Madison. He has taken 
a program that needed to have tryouts for their team to another juggernaut, kind of. They're, they actually played each other in a match that would take the winner to the Final Four. And it was after that match, Nebraska won, that he sort of, he had dinner with John Cook and his wife and asked him if he would like to come to Nebraska, be an associate head coach for a year or two, and then take over the program. Most people probably wouldn't do this because he's got a head coaching job. Why wouldn't you stay where you're at? His wife is really apprehensive. She's like, why would we make this move? But John Cook had been an assistant for Terry Pettit uh, like a decade earlier. It served three years. And Terry Pettit knew that John Cook was the guy. And Nebraska had the support from the athletic department to like make it worth his time to come. But sure enough, after that first year, he retired and John Cook took over. After the break, how John Cook inherited one of the best volleyball programs in America and took it to even greater heights. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home some huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Picture this. You arrive at your hotel. You have an important online meeting lined up with clients from all across the country. You have your laptop open, ready to begin. And the Wi-Fi is so terrible you can't even connect. These type of stressful situations happen all the time, but they don't have to. When you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you have access to their free high-speed Wi-Fi. So you can take care of those critical emails, join your meetings on time, and even unwind by streaming your favorite shows without having to worry. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. So Liz, John Cook takes over this program in 2000. What are the early returns like? They win a national championship in his first season. Oh, no they big They go deal. undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> the undefeated Nebraska Huskers poised to celebrate. Serving as Oxley. Into the middle, Livingston. This could be it. Set to Lukowski. And he puts it away. Now, they were having a lot of success on the court, but Liz, I understand there was a bit of drama in 2011 when Nebraska announced its basketball teams were leaving the Bob Devaney Sports Center for Pinnacle Bank Arena. How did that affect the volleyball program? So there was a story that ran in one of the local outlets about how Tom Osborne, who was the athletic director at the time, wanted volleyball to move into the Devaney Center. I covered some basketball back then, too, and 
Let's just say that Arena had seen better days. It was kind of, uh, it was showing its age. And so John Cook, when he hears this, he tells the reporter, if the Devaney Center isn't good enough for basketball, why would it be good enough for volleyball? So Cook gets a call from Osborne and uh, says, you need to get down here right away. And he gets down there, and Osborne, who was known as kind of a mild-mannered man, but according to Cook, he said something to the effect of, Judas Priest, what are you doing, John? And really laid into him and said, I've got to present this to the Board of Regents. We can't mess this up. They wanted the arena to be retrofitted for volleyball. They sunk $20 million in improvements into the Bob Devaney Sports Center, and now it is this shiny gem of uh, a volleyball arena that is perfect for this team. Now, John Cook's, one of his issues, though, internally was that he didn't think he could fill all those seats. And not only did the team fill those 8,000 seats, they put five skyboxes in and people pay $40,000 a piece every year for those skyboxes. And Cook was like, there's no way anybody's going to pay for that. And they sold, and there's a waiting list for them, and there's a waiting list for tickets. So at the end here, Liz, I'm curious. We're about to have this event where more than 91,000 fans are showing up at a football stadium for volleyball teams. These are numbers we haven't seen in this country for a women's sporting event in nearly a quarter century for that famous 1999 Women's World Cup team. So what does this all mean in the big picture? Well, if you remember the World Cup, that victory years ago, that was such a big deal, and everybody championed that. That is this big moment in women's athletics. You had not only women interested in that event, but you had men. You had, I mean, people were riveted to that match. They were on the cover of Sports Illustrated. I don't know if this, this obviously isn't the same scale, but it's sort of the same idea that women's sports have come a long way. People are interested in watching it. Who would have thought that the volleyball team could fill Memorial Stadium? Who would have thought that 10 years ago? So I think what this is doing is it's sparking conversation throughout the country in athletic departments about what's the next move? How can we do something big? And I think that like coaches throughout the country, no matter what sport you coach, are riveted to this. And it's a very positive sign of how far women's athletics have come. Thank you, Liz, for your decades of reporting on the Nebraska volleyball program. Thank you for aging me and thanks for having me. <laughs> My pleasure. I'm Emily Kaplan. This has been ESPN Daily. I'll talk to you tomorrow.